Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey everyone, this is Kara Swisher. You may know me as the person Donald Trump calls Kara Podcast, but in my spare time, I talk tech here on Recode Decode. Every week since 2015, we've been bringing you candid conversations with the most important people in tech and media. And now we're doing a survey to learn more about you and what you've liked. Your answers will help us plan the future of Recode Decode to better serve you. So please, if you have a few minutes today, take the Recode Decode survey at recode.net slash pod survey. That's recode.net slash pod survey. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as the host of the podcast Today Explained Explained, where I summarize what Sean Ramos firm said in his podcast, but in my spare time, I talk tech and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is Sean Ramos firm, the host of Vox.com podcast Today Explained. It's a daily news explainer show that launched a little over a year ago. Before coming to Vox, Sean worked at WNYC, where he created a pop culture podcast called Sideshow and worked on More Perfect, a podcast about the Supreme Court from the makers of Radiolab. Sean, welcome to Rico Deco. Thank you, Kara. Can so, I just say quickly how sure. weird it is to yeah. be being interviewed in this Today Explained studio, studio we are where here. I have never right. been interviewed where before. Where the magic happens. I do all the interviews, now I'm being interviewed. That's your little studio. I don't have a studio, and don't give me one, Sean, even though I make a pile of money for Fox <laughs> Media. You know. We can share. You can use ours no, anytime. No, all right. Okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, let's, I'll, I'll take that up with Jim Bankoff. Yep. But let's, you know, I did a podcast with Ezra, who is a, a colleague also, and at time to time we do these podcasts. But you're doing some really interesting stuff, and it's, I want to talk about podcasting in general and how you got to doing it so people get an idea sure. of the business. There's just an idea running for president is like having a podcast, uh, a Democratic for You know, it's been become ra- rather popular of late. Everybody's doing Everybody's it. Everybody's doing it, but they're not doing it well. But that's besides the point. Anyway, I want to talk about your journey from doing this because it has changed. I started mine about four or five years ago, something yeah. like that now. But talk about your journey from wh- why you got into this. So just shy of 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, this this exciting new president had been elected, had, had come to Washington, D.C. Was his name? Obama. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Right. And it seemed like there was a lot of jobs, whereas the rest of the country was experiencing quite a recession. So I mm-hmm. came out here looking for something to do and wound up in radio. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years, another exciting president has come to Washington, D.C. And I sort of came back to do that. And in between that, there was a lot of trial and error because 10 years ago, this little podcasting industry that you'd like to talk about— Did you start in the podcasting industry? —just didn't exist. You right. could not make money right. in podcasting. Right. No one was. It was sort of this alt scene, and if you wanted to— How did to, you get into it? Explain how you got into so it. So I listened to a lot of public radio. Mm-hmm. I'm, from, I'm part of this generation of people who got into podcasting because they were into public radio. Okay. Uh, so I listened to a lot of WAMU here in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Diane Reem show. Diane yeah. Reem, Kojo. Yeah. Shout out to Kojo Nambi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I wrote, I've been applying for jobs there, no response. I thought it was like some hot shit, just got out of college, spoke Spanish, went abroad, volunteered, did all this stuff. No one cared. Mm-hmm. No one cared okay. at all. all right. And so I started, you know, uh, taking a different tack, which was just emailing the news director at WMU, Jim Ascendio was his name, and just saying like, hey, can I come hang out for free in your newsroom and work for you for free? Mm, free is a good price. He didn't respond. Right. <laughs> wasn't interested. And then I just kept following up, kept following up, kept following up. And then eventually he said, Sure. Like, one-word response. Sure, come in, let's talk. Right. Uh, I go in, we talk, and he says, you know, if you want to come hang out here, go for it. We'll see if you fit anywhere. 
And that turned into, you know, writing part-time for the radio station. I was writing for some of the reporters there. The reporters there took a liking to me, would mm-hmm. teach me things here and there. But I really could not. I struggled to get my voice on the air, which, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, at a radio newsroom, you if you're do. not getting your voice yeah. on the air, you're not really yeah. doing a damn thing. Right. Um, so then I started looking for jobs elsewhere, uh, looked all around D.C., started looking in Virginia, started looking in Philadelphia. I just, mm-hmm. My radius kept getting bigger right. until I was, like, looking across the country and in Canada. And I found a tiny little radio station in Santa Cruz, California. It doesn't exist anymore. KUSP, mm-hmm. RIP. And they gave me the opportunity to just do whatever I wanted for, like, $13 an hour, no mm-hmm. benefits. Uh, so I got to host All Things Considered. I got to uh, do news do and local traffic, all the local stuff. I, I was yeah. doing, like— Promos. We were going to the Monterey Jazz Festivals, doing mm-hmm. social media, doing everything. Right. So it went from like being like in a corner of a public radio station in a big market, D.C., to doing everything. To being at, the beach in, jockey. In a tiny market, like one block away from the ocean right. in Santa Cruz, California. And mm-hmm. that's where I learned a ton. And then at some point— That would fe- be an interesting state because, it's, you know, the University of California is there, and that's the— that's It was a cool place. cool, you see. I that's- was a very rare breed, though. I was like a person who had finished college and came to Santa Cruz, California to, right. to work because, yeah. like, work is not a huge thing out there, it yeah. turns out. It's an odd town, I yeah, guess. I lot, brought my kids there many times. And then yeah. some college students. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. A nice, weird uh, amusement park by the beach, a creepy amusement park, which was in Lost Boys. The, the city was right. in was <laughs> Claim, Claim to fame, fame, which was a vampire movie. With Lost Boys and— uh, quite a few serial killers. Yes, for, exactly. And, uh, you know, and, so Kiana Reeves, wasn't it? Yeah, Kiana Reeves. And, was uh, it? Yeah. 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 Oh, anyway, it was It was a lot. It was, anyway, it's a weird little town. It's a great town, but it's sure a is. Uh, so great, you did great whatever. Boardwalk. So I did, I did everything there. And then at some point, I, you know, two years go by and I figure like, okay, it's time for me to mm-hmm. get a job. I really had my, my eyes set on being like a producer at a big national show. Mm-hmm. Because again, podcasting, even to... Didn't is, exist. We're talking mm-hmm. like 2011, right. 2012, still not a thing. I mean, a, a growing thing, but, like, not the kind of thing that you could go get a job with benefits right. and make money doing. Um, and so I'm looking at all these public radio stations, NPR, and this, I had, like, a real character-building 18 months uh, in the wilderness trying to find a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was discouraging. I almost gave up, and then right when I was on the precipice of giving up, I got a job as a producer um, of Studio 360 with Kurt Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I got to go to New York and work at WNYC, which right. if you want to work— Which is work, the, big, the big radio station. If you want to work for a public radio station, it doesn't get much bigger or mm-hmm. better than WNYC, considering the history. It's, it's got to be at least or the, the oldest Boston one. The, the Boston station in the country. The exactly, yeah, a lot of history. And, uh, and that was kind of what opened up a lot of opportunities, I guess. Uh, there I got, to guess, I got to host this spinoff show called Sideshow. Uh, I got to go guest host uh, Q at the CBC in Canada. I what, um, did, what was this was a podcast though? This was a pop culture podcast. Yeah, and it was it was at this time around you know 2013, 14, 15, where where you start to see the real interest in podcasts. What did you think of them? What was the first ones you listened to? Uh, Radio Lab, mm-hmm. WTF with uh, with Marky Mark, you know. Mm-hmm. The big ones, I would say. And and my thing at, back then was still, I was still like a public radio junkie. I was like on the media, uh, This American Life was the kind of stuff that I would listen to right. as a podcast. Um, yeah, I still hadn't like discovered the, the niche world as much as I would have liked, I think. But um, there was this sort of, you know, um, momentum around, <laughs> I think at WNYC at the time, it was like, man, podcasts can really drive more traffic to our websites. Right. I think that's kind of how people were thinking right. about they it. Right, they were, they were. Yeah, you, you have a podcast, all of a sudden there's sort of like more young energy, more mm-hmm. stuff being made that people are going to click on on social media, and it's going to drive traffic to these websites because right. no, public they, radio they stations have sites that no one visited. We had visited the local NPR station in San Francisco to try to get initially a show there. Yeah. When was that? Like oh, five years ago. Around that, okay, you know, yeah. yeah, around then, and then four or five years ago, something something like that. Yeah, and then we talked to iHeartRadio and tried out a, huh. a weekly radio show. Yeah. And I remember Bob Pittman; he would admit this this day. He's like, "Podcasts aren't going anywhere," and I was like, <laughs> "All right, well, we like them." Like yeah. you know what I mean? It was really interesting, but podcasts were something nobody. I, they just were like, go oh, do it if you want. Right. WNIC knew because they had, ex, you know, experienced incredible mm-hmm. success with Freakonomics and Radio Lab. Right. right. But there still weren't opportunities just 
dropping out of the sky sure. for like young producers to get involved. But um, on the media had a spinoff podcast called uh, TLDR, which is now Reply All, mm-hmm. uh, which was very successful for them, not only in doubling, I think, their downloads, but also in driving, as I said, a lot of traffic to the website. So Studio 360, which is a similar show, a weekly sort of arts and culture magazine, hour long that came out on radio stations across the country, was like thinking, hey, maybe if we did a spinoff podcast, it could also boost our downloads. It was downloads. kind of a spinoff. They were all thought of spinoffs, right? Totally. Spinoff was the name of the game at WNYC. Right. Um, it'll help bring more attention to the big show and, you know, I think develop big some— broadcast. Show. Yeah, and develop right. some younger talent. So I got to do the, the TLDR thing at Studio 360. It was called Sideshow. It was a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And that opened up a bunch of other doors for Yeah, me. and then more perfect, why the Supreme Court? Why the Supreme yeah. Court? That is a question for Jad Abumrad, but mm-hmm. I think the answer is— They made an episode about the Supreme Court um, Mm -hmm. called Adoptive Girl, I think. It was this Mm -hmm. really brilliant story reported by a guy named Tim Howard, who who then went on to be a producer at Reply All. And I think Jad just saw that, wow, like the Supreme Court has all of the drama and twists and surprises and gravity of the stories I like to tell. But it's this whole world of those stories. This one episode of Radiolab was so good. Why don't we try and make a whole bunch of them? Right. And so they decide to launch this show. I actually came up with the name of it, More Perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, Is it More Perfect Union? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we, we, I hung out for two seasons and made some, some, some episodes I'm really proud of, including uh, one about um, a rule called Batson, uh, the Batson Rule, which is about from a case called Batson versus Kentucky, which is about uh, racial discrimination in jury selection. And then one about the Second Amendment uh, with uh, with Dick Heller and his big case, mm-hmm. Heller versus the District yep. of Columbia. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. That's a big case. Um, so you then decided you wanted to have your own show, right? <laughs> you like that's enough of this. Um, I, I I thought I could be good at it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was happy making more perfect. This show, the Today Explained thing, it, they kind of approached me. Right. And one of the things that uh, you were talking about not making money and do, doing things in this area, mm-hmm. what do you imagine made it? Spike was it cereal or is it or the daily? What do you think is the cereal thing? for sure? Cereal for cereal, sure. Cereal. I think no one had seen success like cereal or imagined mm-hmm. it. Right. I mean, cereal. It's still, I think, like even when they're not putting out episodes, it's in the top right. ten download sure. podcast. Why right? do you think that was? What happened there? There was some good stuff. Mark Maron was doing great stuff. A lot of people were doing great stuff. Uh, what's his name? Um, Zay Frank was doing. Yeah, stuff. I mean, yeah. cereal really captured the imagination of what the medium could do. I mm-hmm. think, you know. You, a lot of, before that, you had a lot of radio shows that people listened to as podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then you had a lot of podcasts that were sort of like lo-fi, Mark radio Maron shows. talking to his friends, but mm-hmm. it's really compelling because Mark Maron has famous friends and they have good stories. Serial was narrative, and it was narrative produced by the best people in the business. Mm-hmm. Ira, Sarah mm-hmm. Koenig, Starley Kine, all these people who had made really great radio for years mm-hmm. were making something that was podcast first and true crime. It was the perfect right. thing, right? Because people just are nuts for true crime. And it wasn't necessarily like a brand new idea. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, serialized radio about crime is right. decades and decades and decades old. It was just sort of a forgotten idea tailored to this new medium at exactly the right time. And why is it different from radio broadcast? Because they've been doing this on on Ira Glass's show, you know, This yeah. American Life. They've been doing this in broadcast form. And, you know, you have that typical NBR story, like here in the village of mm-hmm. Zihuatanego in Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Tangle Tangle. Of yeah, the, but that story's four minutes long. Sometimes yeah. it's eight minutes long. Right. Serial could be 40 minutes long. Right. It could be 45. It so could be an hour. So that's the difference. It could, be, it, could, it could feature the curse words. It mm-hmm. could be grim. It could be really dark. It didn't need to cut to an ad, right? I mean, I think there were a lot of things that freed up. So name more of those. I'd really like to get a sense of why that happened. Why, why, did, yeah. why, did, yeah, they, why did that? Is it just the length? I think it's the freedom of the medium, and it's the fact that I can listen to it whenever I want. It's not like mm-hmm. I needed to tune in on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to catch This American Life or, right. or wait four days for them to post it online. It was this buzzy, well-made thing that I could get whenever I wanted that didn't have to play by any rules, that came out at the exact right moment, that had the platform of This American Life to promote it. I mm-hmm. think the first episode, at least, of Serial was played on This American Life, so it had— 
every public radio station in the country promoting it, essentially. Sure. Yeah. And then the buzz and that went from there. And people got used to it. I also totally. don't want to leave out the idea of these devices, how the devices. <laughs> no, and ear, and ear, earphones change, the AirPod, things like that. Sure. This, Do you have this, the AirPods? Yes, of course. I've had them for years. Okay. Since the beginning. I'm not getting the new ones. I though. still have wires. Do you? Yeah, I'm Whatever. sorry. Do you Move still on. respect me? Not really. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, I, I am judging you okay. silently, but actually loudly. Fair. Um, but the shifting to mobile, the people use these as entertainment mm-hmm. devices, not just not just listening, but watching. Yeah. And the ease of doing that, I think, is also, you can't, there, there was a real, um, people got the iPhone in 2007, but it was, you know, it was later. It, it took off in that way. And that's the thing. I think a word you use there that is very interesting is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, people were tweeting about, like this murder mm-hmm. and whether Adnan did it or not, as if it were as if it was a joke. I think right. that was right. really interesting for me to see. I was like, somebody died here. Families were ruined right. by this. Right, right. Um, but but I think there was that zeitgeisty cultural moment mm-hmm. where it was like everyone needed to know who did it. It was like. Did Tony die at the end of the Sopranos right. or something? But, of course, it was also journalism. Right. And so I think it, it caught the people who wanted to hear a good, journalistic, important story being told, but also the people who just wanted to be entertained on their way home from work. Using a technology that now really worked well. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then Apple pushing the podcasts and, you know, Google getting into it. It just created sort of this perfect storm. A lot of things need that technological boost to happen. Right. Like, that, like there's all kinds of— Examples of that where some format doesn't hit until there's the actual devices to right. make people use and people's comfort level with using them. I thought was interesting. And there were meetings, you know, in public I mean, at public radio stations across the country after that happened saying, like, how can we do cereal? How can uh-huh. we do yeah. cereal? Yeah. But the smart thing that Ira did was not say, mm-hmm. or Sarah, I should say, too, um, was not go like, how can <laughs> they weren't asking, how can we make cereal? Right. They were just asking, how can we make something great? And I think that's where you've seen a lot of great things happen is people right. just following their bliss as a podcast right. and making something super original. And that you can say the same thing for S-Town, which followed Serial. Right, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk more about this when we're back with Sean Ramos firm. He is the host of Today Explained. We're going to take a quick break now and we'll be back after this. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We're here with Sean Ramos firm. He is the host of Today Explained on Vox. Um, the next thing, obviously, was the daily with Michael Barbero. Yeah. Um, which has started to get people used to a daily uh, dose of it. It was very different, which is a summary of news, which is something that Today Explained is like. Talk about that. I know you don't love like, talking about competitors, but that was that really did break through, too. Oh, I'm very grateful for the yeah. daily's existence. I think it's the reason our show exists, because Vox took a look at this thing and said, oh, that's a great idea. We could mm-hmm. do something like that, but totally different. Let's and try Vox. and do it. And Vox.com was known for explainers, which sure, is really sure. well. Which is essentially what The Daily is. You know, today there was one on AIDS that was was good. Yeah. But talk about that impact. Did people get used to this idea of a daily? Sure. I mean, I think it's hard to talk summer. about how The Daily podcast came to be without talking about the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. Where I think that's where the New York Times is sort of starting to test the idea of releasing a whole lot of news podcasts much more often. And it mm-hmm. did really well because there was this heightened interest 
in our presidential right. politics in that moment, right? And Michael had covered politics. He was a political reporter. He's your friend, right? Yeah. Well, you yeah, know best. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I think— I didn't know him then. I didn't you, know him until oh, he was you, famous. You got to know him since? Yes, since he's oh. become famous. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I'm glad you knew me back when. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I'll treat you exactly the same way. So they, they do this sort of— this political podcast, people are really listening. And then after the election, I believe they think, oh, why don't we try and do this every day? Mm-hmm. And of course, it really works because the Trump administration is immediately something that needs heightened coverage. Right, exactly. And a daily podcast is a is a great form. Right. And right. I think, you know, immediately you see NPR, which hesitated for a long time to release a morning edition podcast because public radio member stations thought you're going to eat away at our biggest fundraiser, right. which is Morning Edition. We come on and we say, you need this thing. You get it from us. Right. Give us money. Right. At this point, NPR, I think, says something like, well, we can't just cede our, our entire, you know, ownership of this market to, right. to the Times. Right. We're dropping up first. And then, you know, luckily, Vox came along third with third. Today Explains. Yeah. So I mean, to, so, and shout then outs was, to the gist from Mike, right. from Mike Pesca Mike at, Pesca's at Pesca's Slate, who was doing— a daily news podcast before any of those three. But he's I just more mentioned. interviewee and top of like he sure is. He is. So, so there was also Pod Saves America, uh, the Pod Guys. Talk Were they daily though? They weren't, but there was another interest in it. It was sure. again, which I mean, grew out of the Trump administration. Absolutely, I think there was anger a, a that they ton, just sort of daily anger. There was a ton anger. of of interest in hearing more about the Trump administration, be it positive or negative, whatever it was. Right? I mean. It isn't just limited to podcasts. I mean, CNN got its best ratings from the 2016 election, mm-hmm. Fox News, MSNBC, all of right. it. Good Every, for ratings, like Stephen Colbert became that number one instead of Jimmy about. Fallon, right? I mean, right. there was this shift where everyone wanted to hear more about the administration, mm-hmm. more about the news. And here we've come to fill that that to fill need. the void. Yeah. So there's all different things for different people. So talk about today. Explain. So how did you conceive it? Because there there had been these others and yeah. stuff like that. So what? what I should you say I to? didn't conceive of it. I mm-hmm. think um, you know. How pe- do you conceive pe- it now? Oh sure, but I mean all credit to right. to Allison Rocky and Nishat Kerwa and Ezra and Lauren Williams and Andrew Golis, who's now at WNYC. For coming up with this idea, they approached Stitcher about it. Stitcher uh, funds our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they were looking for a host. And um, I, I think because I had hosted things, I maybe came up as a candidate who, mm-hmm. who might have an interest in doing something like this. So how do you look at it? How, what is your goal for today? Explain. Okay, yeah. So um, I thought, well, wow, this terrifies me. Doing mm-hmm. a show every day when everyone I know already listens to The Daily when I listen to Morning Edition every morning, why should there be another thing? Mm-hmm. And I actually have several friends who work for The Daily, so I asked them. I said, hey, like, should another one of these things exist? We already got two, one from you guys, one from NPR. Right. Does the world need another one? And they were like, of course the world needs another one. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's a good example? John Oliver didn't go, well, The Daily Show already exists. Right. Let me right. not make a show on HBO. Right. And Stephen Colbert didn't go like, oh, well, you know, I already did the Colbert Report. Let me not do Late Night or whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot of That's shows. Nice. There's a lot of news shows. There's a lot of comedy <laughs> shows doing the news. Why not have more of these daily news podcasts? So what could this one do differently? Um, approaching it, I thought immediately, well, the Vox Explainer mission we're not going to sit around and pontificate or, or, you know, speculate about the news. We're just going to tell you everything you need to know to understand it and go up there and make informed decisions. If you look at what we cover every day, we're, we're literally just explaining news stories almost all the damn time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this week it's been uh, CBD. It's been the case of Curtis Flowers at the Supreme Court. It's been... The shooting and, and uh, you know, white supremacy in America. We are trying to really understand these issues so that, in theory, we can go out and make informed decisions. And also, I thought an opportunity that we had was to make a very human-sounding show, to make a, a show that, that feels like it's about what it's like to be a person trying to understand this mm-hmm. news in in this moment. And that means that sometimes it's very sad, yes, like the shooting in New Zealand. But sometimes it can be kind of funny, like this this 
buying your way into the Ivy League scandal from, yeah. from last week. It's a little funny. <laughs> it's a little funny. You're a kid going to college. You're like, that's not funny at all. <laughs> I mean— That is unfunny. Elements of this story are yeah. certainly very funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check out our episode. It's called Becky yeah. with the Bad Grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Aunt Becky. Thank you. Thank you. CBD mm-hmm. this week we did because it just feels like it's everywhere and it's worth explaining, and we were able to have a little fun with that. It's mm-hmm. also serious, but I think we try to make a show that really captures the full range of human experience, which mm-hmm. is to say that sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's wacky. It's all of the things. talk about how you make selections because I think people don't understand how you decide. Obviously, there's obvious news stories that you can just repeat. For sure. Right? Like Trump yeah. says something dumb every day or yeah. does, gets in a fight or right. like, like McCain. How did you – you didn't have a show on that yet, correct? Or, uh, this current McCain thing, yeah. all the tweets? Yeah. No, definitely not because I don't know if there's a ton to explain right. there. Um, we like to really so – just like, what a mess. Thank you. Yeah. It's like we like Sean to do signing off. <laughs> episodes that hold – 20 minutes mm-hmm. that go into history, that go into analysis, that that fully comprehensively explain a given issue. And, you know, the, the thing that's trending on Twitter is not always that. What happened with the 737s is a great example of that. I think, you know, protests in Sudan are a great example of that. I mean, but the Trump stuff sometimes there's not a whole lot there or it's super samey and when we do episodes super samey I like that (laughs) yeah it's just like we've done when we feel like we've done this episode before like we can't put in all those human emotions and elements I told you about because we're bored you know so I think we love to explain stuff that we haven't explained before we like to dig into something and and the Vox staff here in this newsroom is so good at that and and help us to that end I think when when we do international things when we cover evergreen subjects like Mm -hmm. Like CBD, which might not be like newsy today, but are, sure. are sort of ongoing. We get like a great response. People are always like, oh, I'm so glad you did that. Thank you for covering Venezuela. Right. We really needed that, you know? So, so so far, I think people have really appreciated the, 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 Bolsonaro the calls we've here, made. That, because he was here. Sure. Uh, yeah. Bolsonaro, Brazil. Right. Uh, Brazil. Sorry, I'm losing Yeah, yeah. But we did that well. one too. Yeah. yeah. We, I think we, we, we love to do international stuff because we just don't hear that much about that right now because so much right. of the focus is on Trump. Venezuela today, the chief of staff was, was kidnapped. That's true. That's right. Yes. Like, we might have to do that. Yeah. And so but what is the criteria? Then just that it can be explained, or that it's more you know you don't want to do stuff that's same that you've done, and also that everybody else is doing. Right? I mean, we've done the Mueller investigation like at least a dozen. Are you times. getting ready? Apparently, it's dropping <laughs> just immediately. We, we're, we're ready when he is, but I think uh, immediately it's dropping. Every, Wait, no, immediately. <laughs> there have been many times where like there was something that was sort of bubbled up with the Mueller investigation, right. but then like quickly fell away because it was yeah. sort of like, oh, we know a bit more about the thing. We kind of wait for the big breaks to do yeah. like a fully fleshed the out wait, thing. Because yeah. everybody's covering it. So how in this world where everybody's covering something, like there's instant Twitter reaction to every news yeah. story. How do you sort it out? How do you differentiate? Okay. I think that's yeah, a difficult I, I, that's thing. That's an easy one. I can I can give you an answer to that. So, well, so when, when Cohen first broke, when that yeah. news first broke, it was so ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous it how? involved porn stars. It involved bullying. There was there were so many sort of like comical elements to this. Mm-hmm. It was just ridiculous. It just, you couldn't believe some of the stuff you were reading. I mean, like just try and imagine any of that happening mm-hmm. during— the Obama administration, sure. that the president was paying off porn stars right. through this lawyer no, who was a big happened. bully, or even just trying to imagine it during the Bush years. Even right. then it would have seemed ridiculous. So right. so instead of going like, okay, let's just, you know, dunk on the president and talk about how ridiculous our current politics are, I had this idea like, you know, this investigation, this private uh, personal lawyer of the attorney, it's kind of got these elements to me that like were reminiscent of a of like a film noir. I can't mm-hmm. really explain why, but yeah. I thought, why don't we get Andrew Prokop from Vox, who's done the explainers on this for the site, into the studio and have him just tell the story. I'm not going to ask him any questions. Like, Andrew, start at the start and get all the way to the end, and then we'll do like a second half that's more like analysis. But I just want you to talk at me. Mm-hmm. And he talked at me. And then I told Noam Hassenfeld, our producer, who's, who's really musically gifted, I said like, hey, what if like we like drop Andrew's story that he's telling about Cohen over a jazzy beat with like bass and some <laughs> claps and some snaps. And then, you know, you hear like Christina Anamashan, who's this amazing um, graphics illustrator at Vox, who also has an incredible singing voice going like, essential consulting, <laughs> stormy, Daniels. And we made this amazing episode called Dial C for Cohen. That is like the story of the Cohen and Mueller investigations vis-a-vis like this noir 
jazzy score. It's ridiculous, but it totally works. And it's fun. And it's like, it takes advantage of the tools we have in this medium, which Uh is, you know, let's make it musical. Let's make it sound interesting. Let's make you want to like lean in and, and not hit pause when you're, when your friend texts you, you know, like, do you have to do something different for the audience and more millennial? I don't, I think that's a canard. I don't think millennials need stupidity, stupidity, dumb down, but you are talking about a different way of telling stories, right? Yeah. We, I don't think we dumb it down. I think we really I don't think you do at all. I'm just saying, yeah. how do you look at that? Because a lot of, like, Mike died. Like, I always thought, why do millennials need special news? Like, I don't exactly. think Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I do think this medium is so young, and a lot of it is people following patterns that they think need to be, you know, sort of maintained and, and promoted. Like, I hear, you hear Radiolab, and then you hear a lot of podcasts that sound like Radiolab. You hear This American Life, and then you hear a lot of podcasts that sound like This American Life. It's like the This American Life version of, of whatever, tables. Here in the village of Z. Wantonego, <laughs> the chimes. Your favorite, slow. exactly. <laughs> Honestly. So, so our, our, our approach is just like, okay, there's like, so what, there were three daily news podcasts or four uh, when we launched. Now there's like 10 or something, maybe more. How are we different? Well, our show has fun. Our show will sing you some news when it when it's yeah, appropriate. The daily's not fun, well, is it? I mean, that's, I love that, Michael, but it's not a lot of fun. Care that's for you to decide. I'm he not sure. Put some jazzy, but I do think that he should do some jazz. Michael, <laughs> if you're listening, do some jazzy things because you need some jazz in there. Love your work, Michael. Love your I work. think. Our, this is Vox. A little trippy red, Vox perhaps. doesn't take, take itself terribly seriously. Yeah. There's the occasional article about, like, animal poop on mm, the Vox.com yes. homepage. Yeah. Uh, we had an opportunity to, to have some fun mm-hmm. and also to, like, experiment with the medium. We are constantly trying to think of ways to do things totally differently. Like, the show doesn't always need to open with... I'm Sean Ramos Vermin. This is Today Explained. It could open with just a voice telling a story about a thing. It could open with some music. It could open with a clip. It could open garbled and then turn into, you know, a, a clearer sound. I think How about there's total just, silence. That's just my idea. Just absolutely <laughs> total do silence for 20 minutes. We'll, uh, we'll goes, lose a lot of listeners. What? No, but honestly, that is exactly how we think of it. I mean, as much as we can, as much as our intense production schedule allows, mm-hmm. we like to. Experience Experiment and tinker and throw out the rule book and and create it anew. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you, where do you think the trends are then going in it? Like, the, the, there's so, we're going to get into the podcast business in general in the mm-hmm. next segment. But what are the trends? Is it to upend storytelling or 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 what? Because this is a huge opportunity to use all kinds of tricks and and new techniques. I mean, I think storytelling is the core of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, it's it's celebrities or stories. That's how you're going to oh. get your audience, right? Okay. You had Elon Musk on the show. You're no, you're I no did. stranger to this. Yeah. Although I'd be, you'd be surprised at people who are popular, people you don't know, people to surprise people. Really? Nobody knows Chamath Palihapitiya, but that podcast did great. It did well. Yeah. That, so, so I mean, probably because there were some really good stories in there, right? Yes, exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So like, the things that are going to get people to lean in is like, oh, Kara got Elon fucking Musk. Yeah. You know, like right. everyone's going to listen, or it's like. Oh, I heard this thing on this podcast that was right. so good. You really have to hear it. Right. And we don't have a ton of celebrities on the show. We don't even pursue it. What we pursue is making things that make you go, whoa, like that was really good. We did this um, episode about robocalls, which not terribly newsy, no. but like everyone's getting more of them. And yep. we just went to town on the history of phone scams. Um, we had so much fun with it. Uh, again, this producer, Noam uh, Hassenfeld, did a, did a bunch of sound design. But that's not it. I mean, it's so the March for Our Lives about this time last year uh, here in D.C. The way we approached that was like, okay, let's get the hell out of the studio. The march is in D.C. So I went out on Saturday, got a bunch of tape, interviewed a kid who was here from Chicago who represented sort of a different side of gun violence, not the mass shootings, but the everyday gun violence in this country. And then for the second half, one of our producers, uh, Luke Vanderplug, he got a, um, and this is through Vox's first person series, we should say Karen Turner helped with this, but he got a Columbine survivor talking to a Parkland survivor. And it was extremely powerful and devastating at times. And it was just, it came out of people sitting in a room thinking about, like, okay, so this news is everywhere. What can we do that's different? So you're trying to do different. So the New Zealand murders, how did you look at that? Give me a, how you think. Th- think me through, like, very quickly. A, yeah, a, very like, okay, so, New Zealand We had a happen. plan for last Friday's show. Yeah. Uh, came in with that plan ready to go almost, and then— there were some very serious discussions about whether we should cover the shooting, which, again, is all over NPR that morning, which is wall-to-wall on TV. Sure. 
what do we do? Okay, so the first question I asked is, how can we explain it? And then everyone on the team, from you know our EP to our producers, we're all thinking of, okay, what are the angles? What can we say? And um, after some time, I think we came up with, okay, this was the first mass shooting that was so online. Yeah, yeah from, of the internet, by the internet, for the internet. Exactly. And that was something we can dig into. Like, okay, now we have something that sets us apart. Now we have something we can explain. We got a great writer from The Verge on the show to do so. And, and we had an episode. It may not have been the most profound observation, because I think that was sort of being discussed online, but it wasn't just a tweet about it. It was like a 10-minute meaty conversation about the implications, the methods, and and how, you know, scary that moment was. On Monday, it felt like we should dive deeply into it again, but we don't want to repeat ourselves and we don't want to repeat what's out there, so we took a totally different approach. Uh, The first half of the show is uh, one of our reporter producers out there at a vigil talking to Muslim Americans about whether they're afraid to go back to mosque, to pray. It's hearing people speak, hearing people sing, hearing people recite poetry that they've written about this event. It's just very emotional. Um, And the second half of that show was a total 180. It was like a, a really trenchant conversation about increasing white supremacy in the United States with a ProPublica reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're always just asking, you know, what can we do to cover this news that's... To make it easy for people to understand, to and, make sense of it. And from it's going to, you know, actually be like a value added, yeah. Right, we're never out of news. All right, we're here with Sean Ramos firm. He's the host of Today Explained. We're going to take a quick break now, and when we get back, we're going to talk about where podcasts are going. We're here with Sean Ramos firm. He's the host of Today Explained on Vox.com, which is a podcast that explains everything... Today, um, mm-hmm. where are podcasts going? I just asked you, and you said, where are podcasts going in your, ra- your best radio <laughs> voice? But it's really like, it's, it's a joke that there's so many of them, but there's now so everyone, everyone calls me like, I'd like a podcast. And I'm like, well, what's your idea? Like, what's your product? And, and it's really kind of, I just want to do, I just want to talk to people. And I'm sort of like, oh, okay. I everyone suppose. wants to host their podcast. I think right. Mark Hamill tweeted this week, like, <laughs> oh, gosh, the future is everyone has their own podcast. And yeah. the gif is of R2-D2 just eating shit, like face planting. <laughs> <laughs> He's an excellent Twitterer, by the way. He's you should fun. stick to Twitter along Thanks, with George Mark. Conway, my favorite person. <laughs> Please very, do a show on George Conway. Explain George Conway. George Conway explain. Kara Swisher wants us to I do George Conway explain. I will discuss explained. it incessantly if you'd like me to have it on. I'm, okay. I'm entranced um, on My purpose. producers are like, I hope we're getting a podcast out of this interview. Right, with right, right, too. right, right. Um, um, okay, where are podcasts going? I have hopes of where podcasts okay. are going. Talk Can I talk about that, that yes, for a please second? Do. Please do. I re- there's this new podcast by John Muallam. 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 He works. Thank he you. does. A, I, I I'm, we're not pronouncing that right, but he's a wonderful storyteller. That he he's always on California Sunday. Yes, um, so it's, good. It, their pop up magazine. magazine. He's fantastic. Eric, you got a pronouncer on John? Um, Can you help us no, out? No, that's all right. He's <laughs> great. You can. Find okay. Him. So John, uh, he has a new podcast. It's called, I think it's called Walking. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? No, but do you know I what it is? anything he would Take do. one guess at what the concept of the show is. He walks is. around. He walks around and in the woods, in a park, on a sidewalk, and he just records it. And then at some point in the show, he stops and mm-hmm. he reads an ad and then he starts walking again. Oh, it's I'm like 45 <laughs> minutes long. Can you imagine <laughs> listening to Does he say funny things, though? No, he doesn't say a damn thing. Really? He yeah. just walks around? He just that's walks. Not, he's just fucking with us. and he's, That's going to be a pop-up magazine thing. But, but you know what? He might be fucking with us, but I'm so grateful that okay. someone's just like, here's a podcast. Because I like— he, This we, is a California Sunday pop-up <laughs> magazine show. I we can just, tell We it. just don't need another chat show. Right. Pers- I mean, there, there will be a— another great chat show, mark my words. But I think people forget that this is a medium with no limitations. Right. And what's what's it's very democratic. Anyone can do it. Right. You can make a podcast with your cell phone yeah. on the subway and it yeah. could be that's good. The, that's the second season, subway. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get old. Public transportation it's is the, the worst smelling one. season of walking ever. <laughs> um, I think there is so much experimentation to be done in the future of this medium, sure. and I'm so excited to hear it. Uh, a new show I really love, uh, and you were on it. What? I listened to your episode oh, yeah. of it, was 10 Things That Scare Me from oh, WNYC. Yeah. That was a weird one. I say. <laughs> it is a weird show. It's not as weird as I walking. I know how well it's doing. I get the sense that it's— Well, here's some problems with the— like, okay. If you think about the business side versus the yeah. creative side. I think more about the creative side. Ads. Um, you might want to talk about the business side, but yeah. we can do both. But here's the thing. The show doesn't have ads on it. Mm-hmm. It's like five minutes long, five to six, seven minutes long. It's people talking about, as as the title would suggest, yeah. the things that scare them. You talked about your kids quite a I bit. Talk about my ki- I talked about death and a raccoon. That yes, was really the raccoon high. was funny. 
That raccoon Listen to Kara's episode of 10 Things That Scare Let Me. Let me just tell you, that was one gangster raccoon. <laughs> I like, heard. I it heard. Was it was crazy. <laughs> and the fact that I faced off with him was, like, insane. It was an insane. Do you want to give people the quick— Oh, I just was talking about 10 Things. Mostly it was death, 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 and more death. But really what I was—I talked about is that I'm not scared enough. And so I used the example of this crazy raccoon that I—this gang of raccoons in San Francisco that I faced off with. Yeah. They were, like, as big as small children, uh-huh. but strong small children sure. with claws and sharp teeth. And I just, for some reason, got into, like, a beef with them. And so it just was, I was, that was the whole point. Of I'm, I'm, I'm scared that I'm not scared enough of things. And I should not be beefing with raccoons in San Francisco. I totally anyway. agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's this show. It doesn't have a really clear marketing right. plan sure. or, or, you know, business cool, purpose. It it's cool. interesting. It's creative. And I think it's very compelling. Yeah. Um, and they've had people like you. They've had just random listeners. They've just had uh, people who work in the building. They had Scaramucci. And it's. It's just refreshing to hear something short and different. And right. I think a lot of the it things like, I hear— It was like seven minutes. You're right. It was different Yeah. Times. I'm really excited to hear more things that just sound really new and radical because I think the best versions of this medium that we have so far, be it uh, Serial or, or Radiolab or, um, you know, Song Exploder or um, Jesus, you know, you must remember this. All these yeah. shows, they weren't people trying to really imitate something as much as they were— people just following a kind of crazy-seeming idea that's now doing incredibly well. Right. Now, do these things have to coalesce around a big thing? Like, walking, I'm guessing, is not going anymore. But that's It might okay. not be a hit. It might not be a hit. But they all are, like, Gimlet selling— the Sold. Sold. Uh, you know— Hundreds of millions of dollars. What do you dollars. think about that? Because, you know, it is a good business. People know—I'm always like— yeah. I was like, they're like, oh, you can't make money. And I'm like, no, you can't. Don't do it. Like, because you, you can. Like, yeah. you actually can if you try. Yeah, let's talk about the business side. Yeah. It's so interesting to me that that Gimlet has sold now for like $300 And they made, explain who they made, who they made. Gimlet, uh, what shows they made? Yeah. Gimlet, so Gimlet was the first sort of big podcasting house. Yeah. um, Founded by Alex Bloomberg Mm -hmm. from Planet Money, formerly This American Life, and Matt Lieber, who had been around in public radio for a long time. I think the genesis of it is Bloomberg does this huge t-shirt experiment at Planet Money where he wants to track the making of a t-shirt from inception, from my, the you know concept to the store floor. And he does a Kickstarter for it because NPR is like, we're not going to pay for that or whatever. Do a Kickstarter, see what, see what happens. And he raises a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's allowed to keep the money. Right. The show isn't allowed to keep the money because member stations are like, hey, we want that money. Like, right. you guys can't create new funding oh, models God. because this is went, like— I got to get out of public radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind of what happened. He was like, well, like, there's clearly this, you know— Yep. He followed his capitalist bliss. He right. thought, like, there's an interest here. There's, like, a way to make money here. Why isn't anyone doing it? And he went off and was, like, the first, like, public radio all-star to go, like, I'm going to get into this podcast. He did startup. For real. He did the startup. Startup's the first show. It's about his business. It's, mm-hmm. it's very dramatic. And earnest at times, and Funny. and uh, you know he's he's in the room with your Silicon Valley people trying to like yeah. holding out his hat and the hand, wrong and, ones. right? Okay, and and raising VC for his for mm-hmm. his podcasting enterprise. One of the first big shows, which is still a big show, is Reply All, very mm-hmm. successful. Um, from there, they get Mystery Show, and um, what's other, some other ones? Um, There's a bunch. Yeah, every little thing, and they get sold too. And they get sold just recently, just this year, to mm-hmm. to Spotify. Spotify, for something which is like now moving 300 in three hundred millions, allegedly. Anyway, that's a whole lot of money yeah. for some public radio people, right. and, and the whole world is noticing. You know, right. it's a big, big deal. And and beyond that, I mean, there's a show on Amazon right now called Homecoming, starring Julia Roberts. Yeah, and the it. genesis of that show. A Gimlet podcast called right. Homecoming, you know? Right. This is a big deal. It's a big deal because the ads are working and people are responding to them. And that's why the the, the, the invasion of mattresses and toothbrushes yes. is here, you know? And then and then it's a big and deal. And they're going up. It's sort of like cable. It starts with the mattress and toothbrushes or the mail sure, chips. And then sure. it moves up. The, you listen to some big shows and it's like BP and right. Shell and, and, you know, J.P. Morgan, Chase, Stanley Bank, all this stuff. So, And, and the other thing that we should talk about is that the f- podcasts are, are like intellectual 
property. It's this huge source of of ideas. We're getting podca- movies that are made out of podcasts. There's an mm-hmm. HBO thing on Adnan Syed right now, right? right. The serial um, character person. Um, it's it's everywhere. Yeah, so it's some people, everywhere. though, think the jig might be up, that Gimlet sold because it couldn't get more money, couldn't make money. The bubble? Are you talking yeah, about the, the bubble? Yeah, the bubble. They couldn't make money. Yeah, who They're, thinks the, the, the jig is up? Many people. There's all yeah. these podcasts. That there's too many. The, the finances, the jig will be up. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's interesting. I've been hearing that this is just a bubble since— Yeah. Since the jump, I don't think the, jig the is whole up. time I want them to think that. the jig is up, but I yeah. do think there is a lot of getting like the the people not thinking as a product and as money make what can make money and what can't like to be thinking. I know that's not creative, but right. I, I think a lot about that. I mean, there is a lot of money in this business right now, and it's it's really interesting to see how that's developed because most of these podcasts started, the successful ones started with, like, from a lot of the successful podcasts mm-hmm. started from, like, public radio, like Serial, like S-Town, like, right. like Radio Lab, like Freakonomics. And public radio, not the best at making money or right. spending money. Yeah. And now a lot of business people are coming into it and changing it dramatically sure. and sure. very quickly. And it's a little head spinning. To me, it's the next iteration of radio, which has always been a good business. It's just the way television and Netflix. It's that's a captive it, audience. Well, it's it's like television to Netflix. That's what it is. That's You know what I mean? We had people are not in cars and broadcast doesn't work as well because right. they aren't. They're not in places, and so they can use these wherever they are. And right. that's really—it's the same thing with Netflix, the changing and sh- time-shifting of entertainment and other content. On-demand audio. So I'm like, Netflix, people thought Netflix, the jig was up for mm-hmm. a while, if you remember. Like, it, I it don't remember. Going, yeah, it was. People, oh, yeah, the, people the, thought Amazon, the, the jig DVDs was up. Were gonna and no die. one's going to deliver to the home. I yeah, was like, yeah. initially, there was problems, and then there wasn't. Like, the yeah. direct. I always think if something's directionally correct— you should stick with it. Hmm. Like, for example, right now, everyone's like, the jig is up on Bitcoin. I'm like, directionally, cryptocurrencies make sense. Yeah. So do so does the changing. You know what I mean? Like, right. directionally, it's correct. Yeah. Um, and that's how I think about it. The like, thing I wonder about with regards to the bubble mm-hmm. is this thing is still super young. This thing hasn't survived a recession, right. for example. Right. If there was a serious recession like the one we saw in 2008, 2009, would— would mattress firm and and you know Casper and that's a mattress firm. <laughs> <laughs> is that? <laughs> yes. Would all of these oh, companies Sean. still want to buy podcast ads? Yeah, I don't know. Would they Would they still we'll think see. that this is where their money should go? Right. And then what would that mean? How yeah. many shows would survive that? It's true. That's a really interesting thing. I think they would because I think it's an expensive way to reach a lot of people. And one of the things it's just the the measurements aren't quite there yet. The knowing of the impact. But I will tell you just anecdotally from fans. I I mean, you may experience this. I have people coming up to me all the time now, and it's only about the podcast. It's really, really? interesting. It's and a lot. Yeah. Like a, every day because at least. I love your podcast. People I love skim articles. People yeah. like skip through shows, but they really listen to podcasts. They might do it on, what, one and a half speed or yeah. whatever, but they listen and they're concentrating on it, and it's very intimate. And I think that's why the ads work. That's why— Advertisers are moving towards podcasting because, like, it's interesting. they it is see interesting. a real return. It, because when you hear the host of the thing, you like talk about this thing, and it's funny or it's you know smart or cute or whatever it is. There's I, like I think a connection the, that's I more think the, the profound. Up thing is when it's not thought out carefully. But I definitely, it's definitely a fascinating thing. From since I've tried all, I like I do events. Yeah. I did the podcast. Like I had this one encounter right at the beginning of doing podcasts where I had. Um, I was in the, the, the metro in San Francisco in the bar, whatever. I think it was in the metro. And yeah. four young African-American women ran up to me. Like, <laughs> r- like I'm like walking them with my bags and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Kara Swisher. And I'm like, mm, not my demo. Like, it's not that, like, the de- if you look, we, we see our data for Recode, for example, and it's all essentially white men, right, mm. of a certain age. And uh, some Asian men, some Indian men. But it's really, it's very clear where our audience was. You a whole know, lot just of looking, dudes. A whole lot of dudes. And I was like, oh, hi. And they're like, we love you. We love this podcast. And they loved all kinds of, but like, they liked one with Bill Gurley. They liked one here. They cool. were entrepreneurs who were doing a makeup startup. And I don't think it was online partially, but it was makeup, you know, it was something like that. And which I loved. I was like, this is great. What do you, this is what we think. We loved entrepreneurship. That's yeah. what they liked. I was doing a lot of entrepreneurs. And I said, how do you, you know, how, they, we love this. We love that. They were very clear on the stuff they liked. And then they were, they want to take selfies, the whole thing. Like, I do a lot of selfies because of the podcast. And they were like, I was like, well, how do you like the website? And they said, what website? Oh, <laughs> and, no. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And however you want to get our information, 
because we do put the podcast on the website and stuff like that. It was really interesting because it was a different kind of listener who really does enjoy it. And it's not necessarily young because I get older people coming up to me. And it's fascinating. To me, it's a really fascinating. It does create an intimacy. I mean, do you have that happen to you? Podcasts fit into whatever you're doing, right? They can be the thing you listen to while you're in the bathroom, getting ready for work. It can be the thing you listen to while you're cooking, while you're taking care of the kids, picking someone up. Whereas to go to the website, you need to actively sit down and go to the website, right? Right, right. The podcasts come to you. But do you you have an intimacy with your uh, uh, listeners? I mean, I mean— I I try to avoid them at all costs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, mostly on on Twitter. I keep a low profile, Carrie. I moved to D.C. I I retired to Washington, D.C. Yeah, not me. I don't keep a low profile. But but, (laughs) but it's a really interesting—it's an interesting medium. We'll see how it shakes out. Do you have any predictions? Let's end. Any predictions of where it's going? What do you see? Just growth, growth, growth. Sean. I mean, I think the the sky's the limit. I would encourage all ye young podcasters yeah, to break encourage? all the rules. Break all the rules. There aren't any. Go for a walk, read an ad, hit publish, you know? Right. I, I really am excited. The Mu thing Allen. that excites it's John me most. Mu Allen. It's John Muallen. <laughs> John Muallen. Thank right. you. I'm going to try that out. But any but anything that you see that you're like, that is so, besides walking, but you know that's a stunt. But all right, go ahead. Sure. I mean, okay, so so the thing I'm excited for as a, as a maker of this stuff, as someone mm-hmm. who slaves away with this team of six people every day to make a really compelling thing is to see how people go in really interesting places with the medium. Right. And I'm, where I'm it excited. Happens. Yeah. Right. If you think of audio as the way uh, you think of, say, film, like we're still in the black and white period yep, of that's podcasting. A, that you know? is a great like, way of What's doing color going to look like? Smell. What's 3D going to look smell like? Smell vision. Yeah. <laughs> smell I can't a, wait to smell see all that audio. stuff. What's Dolby surround sound, THX, Lucasfilm, Pixar? Mm. What are those things going to be for this medium? I can't wait. I can't wait simple. to feel old and enjoy it. Yeah, it might stay simple, Sean. You never <laughs> know. Simple sometimes best. Anyway, I, I appreciate it. Sean Ramos firm is the host of Today Explained. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to it every day. Actually, I, I listen to Daily One Day and Yours One Day. That's how I do it. Which do you like more, Kara? I, I like yours is more fun. Let me just say. I, yours is more fun, but I can't. I love that Barbaro voice. I don't know why. Oh, he's great. Uh, you know, I like them both. It depends on the topic. I'll be honest with you. Sure. It depends on what topic I wanted to. Who's a better to. dresser? That's the real important oh, question. Oh, Barbaro. Oh, sorry. Brutal. He's natty. You it's, know it's, it's not true. for everyone. Come on. Okay. You're hipper, but he's nattier. <laughs> you know, he looks like he's like a figure out of 18th century Victorian times. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I swear the other day he was wearing spats. I'm sure of it. <laughs> there was, or if he wasn't, he was he was figuratively wearing spats in my head. <laughs> and so I like them all. I like them all. I think they're really interesting. And, to, and, and I, I like them depending on the topic. You're right, the story. Yeah. And that's where it goes to. Um, but I do, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And th- those are two that I listen to all the time. Anyway, thank you for coming on to the my show. My pleasure. Thank and you. And thank you all to listening. You can also find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please tell a friend about the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. Sean, where can people find you online? Uh, I am Shy on Twitter, Sean. too, at Ramesvaram. Good luck spelling it. Can you spell it for me? No, all right. <laughs> oh, just yeah. fine. Go it's Sean spelled today, just explain. like it sounds. Okay. R-A-M-E-S-W-A-R-A-M. All right. Thank you. Thank now that you, you're Kara. done with this, go to our other podcast, Recode Media and Pivot. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. And obviously, listen to Today Explained every single day because he's working. You are just working. Your, your, you're just to the last knuckle, aren't you? And just, I think you'll like it. Too. Yes. It's also very funny. It is very <laughs> funny, especially the jazzy one, which I'm going to go back and listen to because I didn't Please, listen to that one. Dial C for Cohen. Check okay. It out. I will. Thank you for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. Thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Monday. Tune in then. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.